Welcome to Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real. My name is Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who participate in shareyourstories.online. Today, I'd like to introduce you to Christine Schlonsky, who joins us from Berlin, Germany. And she's gonna talk about the Heart Cell Academy, why she decided to become a coach and help folks like you and I overcome our barriers for sales. Welcome. Well, thank you so much for having me, Trish. I just love the conversations with you, and I'm so happy to be here today. You know, I really appreciate and admire uh, your story, Christine, because, you know, we all sort of make that pivot from that sort of full-time opportunity, and we think, you know what, I'm going to go out and do it on my own. And I love when you talk about your light bulb moment in your story, where, you know, you were sort of attending a seminar, and you were sort of looking around the room and thinking, wow, you know, we've got some great opportunities here, but people don't feel very comfortable with sales. So tell us a little bit about why you decided to sort of build the Heart Cell Academy. Yeah, thank you so much for that question. You know, um, I I was looking for a way to kind of free myself. (laughs) And I was looking for a way to find that freedom, that creation, the possibilities to travel and learn whenever I wanted. And, you know, that was, I would kind of say like a darker phase in my life because I felt so stuck and I discovered self-development and then I became a coach and I, I, I loved everything. And I got so, so excited. And then I was in that room and all these amazing people that I had studied with for a year, that I saw their gifts, their talents, their love for other people and really wanting to help and doing good in the world, struggling with the thought of selling. And I had years back stumbled (laughs) into a sales job and became quite successful in it. And I felt I was the only one in the room who did not struggle with the idea that obviously as a coach, I need to sell to support other people. And that was like one of those moments where it really kind of broke my heart or I felt that pain because I knew if they don't sell themselves, all the other people they could support will lose. Mm-hmm. because they can't overcome these obstacles. And, and that was kind of the moment, I think, where the idea was born. It was still vague because I thought I have to reinvent myself now. You know, I've done the sales thing forever and now I'm a coach. And, you know, I was on this path to complete reinvention of my life. Um, but then, you know, other people told me, you always teach us how to sell from the heart, how to make it easier. Because of our last conversation, I I got a new client and I got to help that person. So um, I had to take, you know, my own medicine (laughs) and and have that courage to say, okay, well, maybe I do not need to reinvent myself. Mm. Maybe I can just take what I've learned in the past and package it in a way that people can understand it they can feel it they can get the truth of sales is fun sales can be so much easier than you think it will be and you can serve other people in in a much better way when you allow yourself 
to sell your beautiful services and, and products. So, so and that's that's when then at another point the academy came about where I offer one-on-one coaching, group programs. I have a membership now with people from all over the world to really help them to build their businesses from the heart, with heart, and to to sell though they have the bigger impact. So tell me, where did you get the name? Because, you know, as entrepreneurs, we all struggle with, you know, how do I create a, a brand image? How do I create the right name? You know, what corporate colors do I use? All of those things become <laughs> part of the process before we even get to our mission and vision and, you know, core values and all of that sort of thing. So where did the name Heart Sales come from? That's, that's a great question. And it's it's not actually, I didn't invent that, right? So I started off, um, I, I'm still my brand, Christine Schlonsky. <laughs> and so I was thinking about creating a podcast. And, you know, you sit there, you have the creation, you know what the story is, what you want to achieve. And then I was like, now I have to name this. And it was such a painful process. It can <laughs> be, for sure. Colors. I'm still working on colors today, by the way. So I, you know, I brainstormed and brainstormed. I talked to clients and so on and so forth. And then, you know, I was just sitting at the kitchen table <laughs> having that conversation. And then my husband was like, well, why don't you call it hard cells? It says what you do. It's nice, sweet, and short, and it just like totally made sense. So that's that's how the name was born, and it's actually the first time I'm telling this story. So thank you for such a great question. So um, he was the one who saw the big picture, right. and I was the one having like all these notes and all these different creations, selling from the heart, selling this heart, and you know I had the image. Um, playing with a hard with a d and then the t like crossing the heart out and putting a right. big heart over it and stuff like this so we were just sitting there i was like yeah it's like it's heart cells right i was like oh yeah it totally is and you know that moment when you know it's true and it's right. you just need to claim it so that's that's where how it came about and then everything else kind of followed and now you had right. the podcast and i was like yeah i wanted to create that academy for so long i had all these different puzzle pieces and now i'm putting it under this umbrella isn't that fantastic i mean so many of the stories that i read um it all mm -hmm. starts with a brainstorm with your family at the kitchen table so kudos to your husband for being able to see the big yes. picture there and getting wading through all those sticky notes and notes that you had and saying you know making it seem so logical right yeah and i had i had really interesting creations but it, it none of it was like really the thing right and yeah yeah i'm, I'm very grateful for that so if, you know, if I was one of your clients and I was struggling with trying to overcome a barrier for sales, maybe my, my barrier is I just don't like to ask for the money, right? I, I make these great connections with people, but then they say, well, how much does it cost? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Uh -huh. uh, I, I uh, you know, I really am feeling very uncomfortable with telling you how much I'm worth. So what kind of advice would you give to someone who's kind of struggling with that barrier? Yeah, and you just had it in your question, so thank you for bringing that up. Don't tie your products and services to your self-worth. Uh -huh. Don't. Right. Because as a human being and every human being on that planet, there is 
no worth we can put on us. It's like, it's priceless. It's so worthy. There's nothing wrong. You know, everybody is beautiful and perfect. So don't put your products or don't attach them to the self-worth. Attach them to the worth that your potential client, your soulmate client sees. What are you doing for them? Right. And then you should not have those challenges because it will be so much easier if it's like for them, it's priceless. Right. Um, you know, for example, the um, the other months I, I did a workshop and it was like really low price because I wanted people to benefit. I wanted to introduce my work to a ton of people. So I used the lower price strategy to call more people in. And then I asked people like what, you know, now how much would you have paid, right? And instead of, you know, $47, $97, it was like, oh, like $800, $1,000, So if we detach and then we just see what is the market ready to pay, we can change how we feel about it. And it's just a natural process to then say your the price, not your price, the price of your product or service and knowing that your clients get great results. Right. You know, you mentioned something that I think is really important and that is, you know, not attaching the sale to our Mm -hmm. self-worth because I think as entrepreneurs, you know, we sometimes get so excited and it, it always seems to be easier if you're selling a product, like a thing, right? If you're selling a pen or a cup or, you know, a mug or, or, you know, a t-shirt, it always seems easier than selling a service because the service, we, we tend to bring ourselves into the picture, right? So have you found that there's any differences when you're working with folks in the sales process, any difference between products or services, or do you find that it's the same? Well, it it kind of depends. So if you have a product that you can just sell via a website and people will just go check it out and they click or they don't, there's not this emotional thing, right? You have an an expectation for a mark. Or let's say you are in multi-level marketing and you have, I don't know, essential oils or, um, you know, jewelry or whatever. Like there is an expectation and then people can see it sometimes you know they can even touch it or try it so the process is a bit easier and usually it's not thousands of dollars involved while when you go to in the coaching industry and all of a sudden you sell coaching or coaching package um it's not that tangible and you can't promise results and it's usually you know several hundreds thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. so there is like this gap um that the coach has to take and to trust in themselves that they will have attracted the right client and that the client will do the work and will get the results so I, i think a tangible product selling max is a little bit easier or beautiful planners or t-shirts and stuff um, because we know what that is but in coaching or self-development or other services we go down a road or a path we've never taken so there's a lot of uncertainty as well or sometimes no not sometimes um, every time we sell something for someone It's so much easier, even services. But when it comes to us, 
that's a different planet, mm-hmm. right? And, and you know, I sold high ticket events for years. And then all of a sudden, I started selling my own coaching. And even though I had like this knowledge, I had negotiated six figure deals. And, you know, I had made millions in revenue for the company. Now I was selling my own stuff. Right. And that changed the picture. Luckily, I had all these experiences. So it was kind of, let's say, kind of easy for me to shift my mindset and to get really strong and selling my own stuff. But I see it with so many other people who come to me and say, well, you know, I used to sell. I don't even know what's wrong with me. I was pretty good at this job and I sold this for this company. And now I'm not selling anything or I really, really struggle. I don't know what's wrong. And then we go back to the other question you asked earlier with the self-worth and the price. And that's usually that huge gap that now you're selling your own stuff. You put your self-worth on your product or on your service. And then everything gets out of balance and alignment. And, you know, the fear, can you deliver? Can you not deliver? Like all these things are coming up as well. So if you had to um, describe for us who your ideal client would be, because the folks that are uh, listening and viewing this uh, conversation today may be thinking, hmm, I should reach out to Christine. So tell us a little bit about who would be your ideal client so these folks can reach out to you. Yeah, thank you so much. So my ideal client is my soulmate client. (laughs) So someone who is heart-centered, loves freedom, um, is like an open person and really wants to grow. Um, They have tried a lot of things to sell better, to create a thriving business, but somehow they feel stuck. And it's usually those service providers like coaches, experts, authors, consultants, healers, creatives that are not raised or that did not have the job before um, to learn how to sell. I have some multi-level marketers as well who just don't like the way they are taught how to sell those products and they are looking for a heart-centered way. Um, So those, those people as well. But typically it's like the coach who creates a package, who has an intangible service and and really really comes from that place they want to help preferably everybody (laughs) and they could do it all day long so they have trouble charging as well and you know they would just give their life for coaching or what they do they love it so so much um and they really feel sleazy or slimy just by thinking of selling they don't want to be that slimy sleazy car dealer person that we mostly associate with selling right so one of the things that we do in our guest blog is we ask folks to share three words of advice and your three words of advice are sales and is love and I know that you've mentioned quite often throughout our conversation today about the word love so tell us how sales is love associates with their business community and how we can actually do this better yeah. Um, so when you when you really think about it, when you serve someone with all you are, with your heart, with your positive intentions, and you really, really care, you send out love. And what I love about love is that the more you share it, the bigger it becomes. 
the more it grows. So when you really think about it and you are so afraid of sales and you start viewing sales as love, you would not have the idea that, you know, you don't want to share your love because, <laughs> you know, that would be a weird thing to do. Sure. Um, if you have kids, you probably have experience like having your first kid and then maybe the second one was on the way and you thought, oh, I can never love the other one. Like I do the, like, love right. the first one. And all of a sudden, you know, your child you is there. And yeah. You love them, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and just see the same with your customers with your beautiful soulmate clients coming into the world, right? The more you can serve with those positive intentions, with really deeply caring, with loving them, the more they will grow, the more they will prosper. And then sales just becomes love and, you know, a natural process right. because only when they say yes to themselves, when they allow themselves to work with you, they can actually overcome the challenge or the obstacle they have in their life. Um, and you can just help them and be that facilitator. So that's that's why sales is love for me. The more I get to share the gifts I have, the more the other person can prosper and flourish and, you know, get out of their own way. And that will mean they help other people. So it's like this ripple effect and it gets right. bigger and bigger just because you had the kudos to say, I'm going to sell this person something at my terms and conditions and they will benefit greatly. Well, you know, Christine, I want to thank you so much. I know why they call you the queen of sales, because you can tell that your passion for helping someone overcome the obstacle and barrier is very evident, even in how you describe to us how sales is love. So I want to thank you so much for spending some time with us today in our viewing and listening audience and giving a few tips on how we can sort of change perhaps the way that we think about sales. Yeah, thank you so, so much for giving me that opportunity to be on your wonderful show and for all the beautiful work you do. You. I, I really, really appreciate that because I see all the love that you put out in the world. And I, I just think we need more of these amazing people. Thank you so much, Christine. And to our viewing and listening audience, I'd like to thank you for spending some time with Christine and I today, as I introduced you to the person behind the logo in this edition of Keeping It Real. And we look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks again.